Hey everybody, it's your doc, Jeff Booski, creator and founder of Dental Syndicate, where we've cracked the code to gamifying the system to unlocking power, productivity, and profitability, all while building practices and lives that matter. Welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. And tonight I'm super excited because we get to visit with my old good friend, Bruce Baird. One of my not only good friends, but also one of my mentors and my business partner for, gosh, the last 16 plus years. So it's been an amazing ride together. And uh, and I can honestly say, man, I miss you. I miss the shit out of you at the office, brother. <laughs> well, I, miss, I miss being in there. It's, it's been weird, you know, not uh, turning the handpiece anymore, but uh, I'm getting plenty of time, uh, plenty of time to do other business things and uh, growing Productive Dentist Academy and growing uh, Compassionate Finance and Abella and We've got so much great stuff going on. Yeah, it's Man, good. You are always, you've always had your hand in so many things. And, and that's one of the things too, I do want to touch on tonight because I do feel that that's important for a lot of docs to hear. Um, but I want to kind of go back to back in the beginning of when you started to, why, why productivity? Because you are known as, you know, one of the most productive docs in the country and, you know, it's funny because people have a misnomer like, oh, it's, it's only about the money. It's all about the money. It's not just about the money. Tell me your thoughts on why is it not just about the money and where did you start with the productivity? So let's start with those two questions first. Yeah, I, I mean, truthfully, I mean, people always think that productivity has to do with speed and money. Right. And it really has to do very little with speed and much more to do with relationships. And, yes. you know, I, I don't worry about the money. The money is always taking care of itself. If I can go through an exam process and get to know the patient um, in a much different way, get to know them personally, uh, and, and, and then it becomes a consultative uh, type of a relationship and a a friendship and I get to work on my friends and it's not so much that I'm trying to convince somebody to do something. I'm just telling them basically, this is what I would do if it was me. Now being highly productive, um, it's not about speed. It's about doing, you know, the kind of procedures you love doing and they happen to be the ones I love doing are higher production type procedures like implants and laser surgery and reconstructive dentistry and you know rebuilding smiles and same day smiles so those are not like doing drill and fill all day long now i can teach a dentist how to still do a thousand an hour doing buckle pits if they you know they just have to have a lot of buckle pits to do but you know and that so, would be the ultimate practice your buckle pit specialist and you yeah. just you yeah. talk about low buckle pits and incisal edges and night guards would be the ultimate low stress practice. <laughs> I, can teach it. I can teach it. I guarantee you. And you know, as well as I do, I mean, you can do a thousand an hour easily. Yeah. And the average dentist is doing 425 an hour. My question has always been, what are they doing the rest of the time? Because uh, at 425 an hour, that's 3,200 bucks, 3,300 bucks a day. Um, I'd have a tea time by 1030, you know, 11 o'clock every day, if that was the case. Now, I think what we tend to do is fill our schedule with so much minutia, so many checks and so much stuff that we really forget um, that being productive allows me to help more patients. 
And uh, the, the more productivity, the more patience that I get to help, the better off, the better off, uh, the better off we are. And so that's what I've always thought. Yeah, when you when you take a look at your schedule and you look at, well, how the heck did it end up like this? Remember that you're in charge of your schedule. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it, it all comes down to you. And, and you know, yeah. it's your choice. And it, it simply is a choice. And just like you were saying, Bruce, you've got the opportunity to set your schedule and to make life easier. And that's, you know, that's one of the beautiful things that you've always taught. It's not about crushing in all this stuff just in this small amount of time. It's truly setting your schedule based on productivity as opposed to time, which has been such a beautiful concept because it allows for you to deliver high-end, high-quality dentistry in a non-stressful manner and be very, very productive. Mm -hmm. So when you think back, why, why did you start to get interested in pro productivity? Was that something that you were interested in as a kid or, or what, what got you down that lane in, in dentistry is my question. Well, I, 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 I will tell you a story. It's, it's kind of a funny story. When I, I got out of dental school and in dental school, um, I actually was uh, the first dentist at, at least in by 1980, when I passed the state board, I think I was the only dentist in the state of Texas to complete the state board in one day. Now, I have to say, I had everything set up. I mean, I had a pickling solution for my investment, and we had to cast our own crowns. And yes. I had patients leave with no temp because they were still numb, and they were coming back. And I waxed, I, I, you know. And so, bottom line was, I didn't care if I passed or failed because I was going in the army. I did not actually have to pass. To, <laughs> the army was going to take me, so I was I was low stress. You know, wasn't a problem. I then went in the U.S. Army for four years. Uh, I was in Korea for a year and I, you know, I, I just got to do a lot of different types of dentistry that I ordinarily wouldn't have gotten to do. Uh, I was in a two-man clinic with about 2,000 troops. But when I came back, I, I was stationed at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. And most of the guys there were, oh, they were officers. They were higher officers, lieutenant colonels. And, and at Fort Sam, that's where the health that's where the basic for healthcare providers is and everything else. And, and so I got there and most of the lieutenant colonels and majors and colonels, they're all going to meetings all day. They're not doing dentistry. And so my boss came in and he was like, all right. And I like working. And I like, I like being efficient. Um, I, I'm not slow by any means, but we kind of challenged each other, you know, uh, on who would, who would see the most? And this is a full colonel who was a brand new uh, commander at our at our uh, clinic, and he and I just had fun. He was forty four years old, uh, twenty one years younger than I am now, but he was my <laughs> boss, and I was I thought he was the coolest guy. And we would work, and we would see forty, fifty new patients or emergency patients, <laughs> you know, and we would see who saw the most every day and so that became kind of a fun deal and if we finished at one he would go did you bring your sticks and I go yeah so we'd go play nine holes over over the, over the, the deal and when I got there to Fort Sam Houston we were the last rated dental unit in the U.S. Army dead last and uh, after three months we had gone from dead last to number one and it wow. was just he and I it was just he and I. 
and and I got what was called a uh, oh, I can't remember it was a, a commendation medal, uh, Army commendation medal. But on my review, and I didn't see this until 20 years later, 25 years later. But Paul Cryer, my boss, put down Captain Baird is definitely a productive dentist. And it kind of funny because I guess I've always, I don't, I like working. When I'm working, I like working. And when I'm not working, I like playing. And so uh, I'd rather be productive when I'm, when I'm there. I'd rather be, I'd rather crush it when I'm there. And then I walk away and I'm able to, to do other things and enjoy other things. So, uh, but that's kind of where it started, I guess. Um, and I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and always had different businesses that I've started and some successful, some unsuccessful, but you know what, that's, that's part of being an entrepreneur. And uh, absolutely, if you're worried about failure, you're probably not going to be a real good entrepreneur. I'm not worried about failure. I'm worried about if I don't learn that lesson that I should have learned from that failure, then, you know, then it's, you can blame me for that. But uh, I've always enjoyed being productive, but I've always enjoyed people. I've always enjoyed communication. I've always enjoyed those things. And it's made dentistry for me a life dream of 40 years uh, that was, was an amazing career. And I still, I miss it. I've been out for 17 months now and uh, my, you know, but I still love going up and seeing patients and walking in the office. It's just, those are the things I miss is the interpersonal relationships. Absolutely. Cause those are the things that those, those emotional paychecks mean just as much as the dollars that actually come into the clinic, obviously. And, you know, it's those smiles or those tears of joy that allow us to really take home and, and sleep well at night and feel great. And, and, you know, and feel like we were a part of changing something in somebody's life that allows them to just have a better existence, allows them to reinsert themselves in life and just allows for them to say, you know what, I feel so much better about myself and I feel so much better about the care that was given to me. And it just changes a person. Yeah. And it's so cool to have that ability to be able to be a part of that. It's a gift. It truly think, is. You know, I do have to be, you know, totally transparent when it comes to this because it sounds like it's an easy road you know you just start out you're a dentist I was in the army I come in private practice and bingo everything's wonderful all my team is 100% aligned and all these things and I had a business that was just killing it you know pushing off cash like crazy and the truth is that wasn't the way it started. You know, I opened up Granbury Dental Center. We were seeing massive numbers of new patients. I had a partner. We went from two doctors and three team members to seven doctors and 24 team members in less than a year. And I literally couldn't have run an ice cream cone stand. Uh, I, I had no business experience. I had no, no acumen. I had a lot of business acumen but nothing that I had ever done on a million dollar a year scale. We did a million dollars in production in 1984. Wow. Doing $239 crowns. We did a million dollars in production and collection. And I, I joke, I took home 32,000. So <laughs> the overhead was 96.8%. And, uh, and I was working from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. I, I was married, had three young daughters, or I was having three young daughters over that period of time. And I never saw them. I, 
you know, uh, after, after almost, well, almost 19 years that marriage ended because I was just so driven um, and I wanted everything to be perfect and things aren't perfect. And so I would bring that home and it, it made it a very difficult time for me. Um, but what I learned through that process was, you know, probably what's important after the fact. And a lot of us learn that after the fact, wish we would have known it a little bit ahead of time. And so if we could ever kind of help a dentist not have to go through those things, help them become productive and, and help them understand their business better. I call that predictive analytics. You know, when you, you know, you, you and I were always joking when you first started working with me, you know, we would plan in December nope. what we were going to do the next year. And you Absolutely. were always amazed that at the end of that year, how'd we do? We're right on target. Yeah, we would be within within three to 5%. And, and it was always above what we thought we would be. So yes. we grew the practice every single year. And, uh, but that took a period of time to get to understand what that meant. And I've done several podcasts with Productive Dentist Podcast on predictive analytics that might be able to help some some of your listeners that to be able to at least go oh okay this is how i have to do it um the the days the days of having your accountant send you your p l 45 days after the end of the month so you see how you're doing is totally ridiculous it's it's just a total waste of money and time uh, and cpas yes they do they file my taxes but they don't take care of my business i take care of my business once i learned my business once i understood how my business was structured and how i was going to make revenue at a at a really great revenue you know then my stress level dropped when i when it was the roller coaster up one month down another month up another month down, then i was a i was a wreck all the time and like i say it cost me uh cost me relationships. It cost me a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to help any dentist out there not to have to go through that. Well, and Bruce, I appreciate you saying all that because it is so easy to get into that, that trap, you know, and, and I did that. I, I blew through one marriage, you know, and, uh, and, and looking back, you know, it was, I was very driven. I was driven to be successful but it's easy and it's so easy to go down one road and to be so hyper-focused on one thing. Like you said, working from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. And then you're like, shoot, I'm not even tucking my kids into bed. I mean, let alone, you know, spending time with them. And, you know, so the ability to really be able to connect at home with your spouse and with your children, you're right. Over time, that takes a toll on you. Now, what I can say from the outside perspective I've seen you around all your girls and all your girls love you and adore you and all the grandkids love you and adore you. And you've done an amazing job of, of creating that in your life. So thank you. I'm, you know, it's been something that, you know, became important and I feel like I missed a lot, you know, but they remember everything, you know, the kids and I have four daughters. They, they remember every time you did something with them. They remember it. You know, I, I did get to coach their basketball teams. I did get to do things, but it wasn't at the level. 
it wasn't at the emotional level that I really wish I, I would have. Now I get to do that with the grandkids. I took two of the boys up today. Uh, they were out of school and we went up and hit golf balls. And then I took them to lunch at Harbor Lakes and we went to the pawn shop so they could figure out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain it to them. They don't have the pawn shop idea down yet, but uh, <laughs> but it, it is fun. So we, we, we had a great day and I'm getting to do things that I, you know, I still, you know, my girls, I'm really close to them, but I wish I'd have had that time uh, to do that because the truth is in two days a week or three days a week, I, I was more productive than I was in six, you know, later on. That, that also comes with education. It comes with understanding. And so I, I love what you guys are teaching with the balance, you know, the you know, the fitness finance and, and, you know, this has been since I retired, I'm, I've actually worked out. I've been working out every day. I'm down about 40 pounds. I, I feel look great. I feel better than I've felt in years. And, uh, and, you know, I, I look back and I think, man, I wish I'd done it when I was practicing. I mean, who knows? Um, but it is what it is. You know, you, can, you can't go back, but you can sure learn from others. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I think case in point too, even with, in regards to the kids, it's never too late. So like if your relationship is strained right now with your kids, or you don't feel like you're connected, you know what? It's, it's not going to change unless you make the decision for it to change. And you're a hundred percent correct, Bruce. Kids are always watching. They're always listening. And they are really just they're wanting to, you know, just receive from you and they're wanting you to be a great parent or, and they're just wanting you to be in their life. And it's not always the amount of time, but it is definitely the quality of time that we spend with them, you know, and just going out and having those adventures. You know, I laugh because my hands a little tore up uh, here, here. Yesterday I went out, I loved skateboarding with Maddox and he and I were cruising down the street and all of a sudden, I was talking to him and my front tire hit a rock and all of a sudden I took a little tumble, you know, and he's like, Oh my gosh, dad, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I jumped up, you know, and luckily I know that I take a fall from all the sports and everything, but he's like, we got back and he was telling, he's like, KK, you know, that's Cammy. He's like, KK, you should have seen dad fell off the, off the skateboard. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you know? And he's like, but he felt like a ninja, <laughs> you know, and it was, his story was so funny, you know, and, yeah. but they are, and just, I mean, that's something that he'll remember, you know, and it's just he'll remember that forever. That's, it's creating those, you know, those little moments and just having a ball and, and enjoying the heck out of it, you know, and so it really is it really it's is. all about those experiences. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, you know, not only the kids, but your own life. I mean, you've got to get out there and have those experiences. If you're doing nothing but work and work and work all the time, you're boring. I'm sorry, but you're going to be a boring guy or gal. You got to get out there and enjoy the heck out of it. Travel, enjoy time with your spouse, enjoy time with your kids, have fun, get that life that you've wanted and don't, don't put it off till someday. I mean, you make those someday, someday. Well, the guys, I, you know, I've had several buddies now. I mean, they, they someday it and uh, they, they worked and they worked their butts off and they were stressed and they retired and they, they were dead a year and a half later, two years later, or they died before they retired. And their wife is with some young guy in, uh, in the Caribbean now having a great time and uh, yeah. or their husband. Uh, if, I don't want to make it sound like all dentists are guys or girls, but, uh, you know, uh, take care, take care of your family while, while you're, while, while you have them. 
Um, well, and I, I think that's just such a great point because, you know, productivity, yes, it, it, a lot of times when you think about that, it is dollars and cents. But when I think about productivity, it is actually, to me, it's just doing the work that we're able to generate every day. And that work can be entitled with going into doing the work with your family, oh, doing yeah. the work with your, your spouse and your kids, doing the work, just like you were talking about with your fitness, you know, getting yourself healthy, doing the work on your mentality and your spirituality, getting your connection, right. Getting your purpose, right. You know, I think as dentists, we have such an identity that our whole identity gets wrapped up in dentistry. And so just like, you know, you, when you, if you retire and you're like, crap, what do I do? You know, and if it's all wrapped up into that and you don't have a life outside of there, it could be downright depressing. But when you have all these other things, and that's one of the things I've always admired about you, you've always had these things going on in your life, other businesses and other things like that. And I wanted to get into that a little bit with you because yeah. it is one of those things that's part of our purpose. I think as men and as women, as, as human beings on this planet, one of the things that is part of our purpose is, is that we're builders, we're creators. And, you know, if we're not creating and we're not building, then I know I can speak for myself. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn something down so I can recreate it, yep. you know? And yep. that's what happens to a lot of marriages. Just burn it down so you can recreate it somewhere else. Yep. And, you know, that's not probably not the probably not the best alternative, you no. know, <laughs> thinking, you know, thinking for me, you know, I love, I've always been the type that, uh, I look at a, I look at a problem and I want to figure out a solution. And if it's as simple as that in, in your life, looking for problems that, that you feel like you could have a solution for, whether it be in practice management, whether it be in, it could be in any, any endeavor. Uh, but, you know, that's how, what really, how Productive Dentist Academy was born and 16 years ago, going to come up on 17 years and, and then how Compassionate Finance started. Um, because I, there just has to be a better way, you know, than, than the way we've been doing it. And so I just spent time thinking about it. And, uh, and processing and using my yellow notepads that I like to write on and, and accumulate data. And, and then all of a sudden I go, wow, this would be a neat way of doing it. And, and that would become my next business. And we've done that. Uh, you and I have done it in several endeavors. And, and it's just, uh, I just developed a, uh, a something for the golf course that will help dry golf gloves. And uh, I'm right now in prototype and stuff because cool. I don't know. I just, you know, it's a problem for me. How can I solve that? Well, yes, come up with an idea, and that's that, that. To me, that's what makes life exciting. And uh, you know, my kids think the same way. And uh, you know, I wonder I love, why. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that to see them kind of thinking outside of the box. And even our team at the office, you know, I know uh, one of the uh, team members there came to me and said. I've got an idea and she's already taken it to, uh, you know, patent attorneys and, and stuff. And I said, Hey, that's, that's you, never know. you never know. Heck yes. Well, and you know, I, I think that uh, it, it's right on target there because when you have 
when you have these gifts, what you're speaking of to me hits on two levels. One, entrepreneurship, you know, looking for and fulfilling a need that's out there in, in the world. And then two, leadership, you know, coming in and being a great leader and, and fulfilling upon that, you know, taking and looking at truly setting your own table because, you know, really leaders do. That's exactly what they do. They're in charge of setting the vision and then finding the pathway to fulfill upon that. And, and they're in charge of casting that vision in the first place right. and then taking and saying, you know what, I refuse to eat, you know, breadcrumbs off the floor of circumstance. No, every day I'm going to do this to set my own table. And this way, when I fill up my own cup first, now I can dive in and I can pour into others. Yep. And I think that's, you know, it's the same reference of, you know, when the oxygen mask come down on the plane, who do you put it on first yourself? Because if you don't take care of yourself, there's no way that you can take care of anybody else. That's right. And I know for me personally, if I don't fill up my cup every day, I'm just, I'm not only a shitty dentist, but I'm just not giving myself authentically to my family completely or, or my friends completely or my patients completely or my team completely at all. And so it, yeah. I'm really just doing a disservice. And that's where I think, you know, if we switch up gears here and we look at where power comes into the equation, you know, you say the word power and people can be like, ah, power can be, uh, it can have some negative connotations to it, or it can be like, yeah, I want some more power. And, you know, the way that I look at it is, is this, I really look at it two ways that power to me is potential force just made real and it creates the capacity to go do. So when we look at the productivity, that's actually the doing of the work or, or the business or the job, if you would. And the power is creating that capacity every day to be able to go and pour into that and do. You know, when you think about, when you think about dentistry, you really, you've got the job of actually physically performing the dentistry, right? So you've got that, which we all love and love to have our hands in there. And then you've got the business aspect of it, which is going to be the marketing, the advertising and the communication. And it's between those two things that we create the ability to get paid. And then all the rest is just the busy. Yep. And it's, it's all the rest of it is just the busy and people get so tied up in the busy, just like you were talking about all the little checks on the schedule and all the little stuff over here, as opposed to focusing on being intentional with your schedule intention yeah that's it and and even with your team you know allowing you know I, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt without without empowering your team you're never going to be a productive dentist and you can pack all the cords you want you can take all the impressions you can be an anal retentive asshole all you want but yes. the bottom line is you're going to be a frustrated a uh, lonely dentist. And I know I've been there and, uh, and, and the whole world's on your shoulders. Whereas when you empower others uh, in the state of Texas, obviously you, you can't empower them very much. There are some states they get to, they can do fillings, they numb up patients. We can't do that in Texas, but I empowered my team to the max. Yes. And, and they respond because they feel like, well, he trusts me. And I happen to have taught them too. It's about educating. It's about teaching. And it's about, and I love teaching and I love educating. I never did that the first 15 years in practice. I just expected you. It's the Marine way, you know, Hey, I hired you. 
you know, do your damn job, you know, <laughs> right. But, 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 but once I realized that people didn't just come to work to piss me off, that they literally each person wanted to be good and wanted to do a great job. Now, maybe there was one that wanted to piss me off, but they weren't there. <laughs> long. But for the most part, everybody wants to do a good job. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. Everybody wants to feel important. And I, and I think when we do that and we help our team in those areas, bar none, game over. Because now you can concentrate on the one thing you really need to concentrate on to be a really productive dentist. And that's relationships. I don't have to worry about my schedule. I don't have to worry about the collections. I don't have to worry about anything except the relationship I have with that patient and making sure I do the best dentistry I can possibly do. And, um, you know, and one other sideline that I'll say, I just did a podcast not long ago on uh, excellence versus perfection. And, you know, perfection, you know, we're taught perfection, dental school, it's got to be perfect, or you get you make a C or you make a B plus or whatever. And every instructor has a different thought process of what perfection is. And to my knowledge, there's only been one person ever been perfect on this planet. And uh, it wasn't me. And so nope. I have to learn, <laughs> I have to learn what excellence means to me. And excellence to me means that every single year that I'm a dentist, even the year I, I, I put the handpiece up, I went to a great course with you because I want to yeah. be better. I want to be better this year than I was last year. I want to know this year than I did last year. Uh, I used to tell my team, look, if there's ever a time that you look at me and you say, doc, time to hang it up, I will hang it up. They didn't See, tell me what that. A I, I, I chose, I chose my exit. Um, at the highest production levels I have ever been at. That's when I, that's when I hung up the handpiece at the highest levels of production doing, you know, a quarter of a million a month. And I, I hung up the handpiece. Why? Because, you know, I was like, eh, okay, I'm, I, I've really enjoyed this and I'm having fun and I'm, I, you know, I could keep, keep doing it, but there's other stuff I want to do too. And we're only going to be on the planet for a short time. And when you start looking at it you start saying, gosh, I'm 65 now. What's going to happen 10 years from now? I'll be 75. What's going to happen? I'll be 85. I do not want to see Greece with a walker, you right. know? And I, you know, I don't want to go to the Great Wall of China. I may not want to go there now anyway, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do that in a wheelchair, you know? Right. So, uh, but bottom line, I think by empowering people, you can set your table. And, yes. you know, you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do it all on your own, it, it uh, I've seen it lead to massive failure. I've seen it lead to uh, suicide. I've seen it lead to uh, broken marriages. I've seen it lead to broken relationships and um, nothing we're doing is worth any of that. Um, you know, but boy, when you learn to do it, in, in my opinion, when you learn to empower other people around you, if, where you can just focus on relationships, it's game over. I mean, yeah. it really is, really and, is. And, and those relationships include your team members. I'm oh. walking around at the end of the day and thanking each one individually. Thank you for the time being here and appreciate you. And just uh, being able to deliver that means a lot. And then, and then taking that, and just like you said, it, it is about pouring into that because it's so easy to feel overwhelmed or like the whole world is on your shoulders. And you know, when you're, when you're in that scenario, 
it's not a fun feeling because when you bring that into your home, back to your, your family and your wife and your kids or your husband and your kids or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, wherever you're at in that relationship, period, it's not healthy. But when you can come in and you look at it from a perspective of just like you were saying, Bruce, when you can pour in and empower other people, A, they love what they're doing more because they feel more valued. But all that also sets place from you taking it and saying, you know what, I'm going to value myself first because my birth is my worth. And when I start out that way and I look at life that way, I've already won the race. And so when I come in and look at it, the rest is just kind of like bonus level. Now I've got a whole different attitude in the way in which I approach things. And a big part of that is just like what we teach, you know, you take and you look at like I keep eight little promises to myself every morning that allows me to put myself in a great place of power. So when I go into the office, I've got the ability to go and produce. I also have a lot better ability to handle any of the chaos that does come at us because let's face it, let's, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, we do have chaotic days. We got stuff, we've got fires, we've got all kinds of stuff, patience. I mean, you're dealing with the public. So you're, of course, you're gonna have people that piss you off, people that you piss off, whatever is gonna happen, that, that's just life. But having the ability to be centered and focused and also strategic and be an incredible leader and have the ability and the wherewithal to talk to your team in such a manner and direct them and be able to approach it in a manner that is um, intentional. Now that is a totally different dynamic. So when you set your table every day like that, you can go in, you can empower other people. You can go in and you can have amazing conversations and create excellent relationships with your patients. All of those things just start to naturally come about because that's the energy that you're exuding. And that's a part of who you are. It's not necessarily how you are. It is a way of being, but it's really a part of what you've said before, Bruce. It becomes physiologic. It just becomes part of, you know, who you are and what you yeah. do. Yeah. It's what I do. Yeah. Absolutely. This, you know, when you practice things again and again and again, it just becomes part of your nature, you know, and yeah. part of your, I think you have, you have rituals it is something that you have to think about. Like you might have a daily ritual or a nightly ritual. And then after it's been done for such a long period of time, it becomes a habit. And that habitual is something that you don't think about anymore. It just is this natural uh, occurrence. And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. So mm -hmm. when I sit here and look at things, Bruce, I think this is where it ties in so nice is that, you know, when I look at my productivity, I'll share with you guys this. I look at my superpower and my productivity all comes down to my family. It really comes down to my family. It comes down to my relationship with my wife and with my kids. And when that is on fire, it is just amazing because the energy that I get from that, I take and just drive into, into my practice. And if it's the opposite, like I've had a big blowout or fight with my wife, I go in and I kind of suck that next day, you know? And it's just... It's not, I'm not as in tune and I'm not as focused as what I could be or actually what the patient's paying for. You know, they're paying for 100% of our attention. So when you have that ability to be able to take and dump that productivity or excuse me, that power into that productivity, ultimately it leads to what you talked about. The money takes care of itself. So it leads into profitability. It because does. 
one of the first things that people get when they start to have that energy is like, okay, now where am I going to take and put this? Where am I going to take and dump this? Well, I'm going to put it in my practice and I'm going to put it in my family. And then from there, you start to see everything start to unfold. And again, profitability is not just dollars and cents. It's profitability with your relationships. It's profitability with what you're cultivating and nurturing relationships at home, relationships at work, relationships with your patients, your friends, people in your neighborhood, all of those things that truly matter to you. And that's where the profitability lies. When you do it long enough, then it starts to go in and you've got the abundant mindset. Now it starts to turn into prosperity. And so you've got power, productivity, profitability, leading ultimately to prosperity. So no question. I couldn't, couldn't put it any better way. I mean, it really is. And, you know, when you're prosperous, um, uh, you're clicking on all cylinders, everything's going, everything's going the way you couldn't have ever imagined. And, uh, and you're just having fun. And you're enjoying, you're enjoying this thing that we call life. And uh, instead of, uh, you know, our, 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 our entire life is, is just a, it's like that fast. And so yeah. we've, we've got a choice, we can suffer through it. And, you know, and many people do have to suffer through things. And, and uh, I've seen people that have had horrible sufferings that have come out unbelievable where I've just shake my head and I, I go, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could have ever done that. You know, people have more power within themselves than we know, you know, there's more in you than, you know, and, uh, and usually when you're seriously challenged is when you find out, you know, that's when you find out uh, who the, who the, uh, I don't want to call it winners and losers because it's not really about winning and losing. It says, that's where you find out your purpose. That's where you find out what, what, what's your life going to be about. And my deal has always been, if I just focus on, uh, you know, helping enough people get what they want, you know, uh, then I'll, I'll end up and we've, we've got common friends. I've got buddies of mine. They, they don't have the skills to do dentistry, but they've got the skills to always be there to help. They've got the skills to always be a buddy that is there for you. They've got, you know, what, whatever it is, we all bring different, different things to life. And, you know, when you're, when you're pissed off at work and you're suffering and you don't understand your business, which I challenge you to understand your business, when you don't understand your business, you don't, you can enjoy all the things that life has to offer. But, and what's really interesting about this COVID and what I have just really hit me was that for the first time in the 40 years I've been a dentist, it's the first time dentists have had to focus on their own business, literally. You know, they were going to work and they had team and this and that. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, there's a possibility if this shuts down for six months, I'm going to go bankrupt. I've got, I've got to understand my business. You know, our consulting company, Productive Dentist, many, many consulting companies went out of business or went way down. Well, we retained 80% of our coaching clients, which was amazing because the first thing you're going to drop is coaching. And we, we increased marketing in our, in our company, our marketing uh, company that we have. 
And uh, we started doing online education because the seminar business went goodbye. It's gone right now. So we've had to reinvent Productive Dentist Academy. We had to reinvent Compassionate Finance. As a matter of fact, we increased, we increased our company by 39% in five months during COVID. Why? Because we believe that we have a solution for people who are having difficulties financially and, and we followed through with it. I did 58 webinars. Yeah. Um, you go to your practice and now you've had to study your practice. And so the dentists who've come out like Nikki Green over in Fort Worth, I mean, they have done, they're ahead of last year's production this year. They made up everything that they lost during the eight weeks because they, it was an intentional activity. It yeah. was something intentional. They didn't want to let, let COVID determine their success or failure. And I've seen that with a lot of the offices we work with, uh, but they were ready for it, you know, and they were, they, they had to focus on their own business. And so for the first time, it was like, I've always been going like shaking people saying, look at your business, look at your business. Well, I will, but I'm so busy. I don't have time. Well, this was the first time when I said, look at your business doing 58 webinars with 800 people, 900, a thousand on it. Cause nobody had anything to do that. I finally, I feel like got through to some, you know, they're yeah. like, all right. So anyway, it's been a weird year. Well, you know what? It's funny that you said that. I just literally put up a post last night here in our Facebook uh, group here on what you just said about Nikki green. I put down, here's what I said I was going to do for 2020. And here's my actual numbers of what, where I'm at. And I'm actually ahead of where I was in 2019, irregardless of COVID. And you're yep. right. It came down to two things, intentionality and commitment. And then you get the result. And That's so, right. you know, you just look at that. I'm committed to this. Our team is committed to this. And when I put the post out, it wasn't about the numbers. Right. It was just about the target and reaching the target and not letting circumstances of life get in the way of hitting that. Now, you're going to have a lot of circumstances that get in the way. You're going to have roadblocks that come up. But guess what? You just have to course correct. You have to look at, you know what? I always say it's seldom that we ever get to go A to B to C. It's usually like A down to E, maybe up to F. And then you end up over here somewhere at I. And you're like, holy shit, I so much cooler than C was because I thought I was just going to go to C. But man, somebody else had a bigger idea and all these other things unfolded. 100%. It is, it is what it is. It's a unique time, but it's a time for self-reflection. It's a time yeah. for, uh, you know, it's a, it's a time to, to make hay while the sun shines, even during this tough economic time. Well, and, and, I'll, and I'll say one more thing in regards to that, because a lot of it has to do too with, with mindset. And when you're thinking about just even the word power, like we had mentioned, think about this. You've got your, your power of words. And so the words that you're speaking, the words that you're writing, the words that you're communicating, you've got the power of thoughts. So what is your mind filled with daily? Is it filled with positive thoughts? Is it filled with negative thoughts? And those both can be either very powerful and, and very strong and positive, or they can be very negative and, and strong. And think about You've got also the power of feelings and just the emotions that are attached. And then you also have the power of action. 
And so you have all of that within you and the ability to harness it and utilize it. So when you find yourself sitting there focusing on something that you don't want, guess what you're going to have more of in your life? <laughs> exactly that. The brain, the reticular activating system does not hear the negative. And so when you're sitting there going, man, I don't want to drop this. I don't want to drop the ball. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to drop the ball, you know, as opposed to saying, this is what I want. And you just are really clear about what you want. It, it, the universe will deliver. <laughs> I think the universe and God will deliver whatever that is for you. But when you're really clear about it and you ask for it, just be, be patient enough and wait for it because it will deliver. So yeah. Bruce, I, I so appreciate you, man, just jumping on here. And I love this because I love just hanging out, talking with you, doing this unscripted, just having a fun ball. And uh, do me a favor, share with the audience if they want to find out more about you and PDA and co compassionate finance, where can they go with everything too? Uh, you know, you could go look at productivedentist.com. Uh, okay. That's that's the consulting company, marketing company, seminar company. Uh, you could go to compassionatefinance.com. That's our finance company of which, uh, you know, has been around now for 10 years. We've done almost $300 million worth of, we haven't done it, but we've helped dentists do $300 million worth of notes uh, that they carry the paper on, which has created wealth like we've never seen. Uh, you could go to Abella, A-B-E-L-L-A, Abella A-R, so it's two A's and then an R, so it's accounts receivable, abellaar.com, and you can see what that is. It's another new software that we've developed. Uh, you can go to the Productive Dentist Podcast, uh, which we're, we're doing. Uh, we have a, uh, a YouTube channel, uh, which is, um, I can't remember the name of it. You can just look Bruce Baird up and we've got a, <laughs> we've got a, a, a YouTube channel with all kinds of videos and all kinds of stuff to help dentists just try to, I don't know, try to, try to work our way through this, this complicated thing, uh, called life. And, uh, and, and it doesn't mean that I have the answers. It just means that I'm going to tell you, uh, what I did and how I did it. And when I screwed up, I'll, I'll be honest with you and tell you it, yeah. that doesn't work. So <laughs> that's how you can find out about, about me. Well, thank you, man. You've always been very gracious with your giving and I so appreciate it. And I know you've changed the lives for a lot of docs and their families and their practices. So man, with much appreciation, thank you, brother. Love thank you, man. And I uh, appreciate getting a chance to hang out with you. So yeah, it's fun, buddy. All right, have, man. Have a great night, Bruce. We'll talk you to you too. later. I'll see you Wednesday morning. Yeah. Sounds good. Let me click off and keep